So the big question is this. How do regular dads like us, who weren't given a playbook on parenting, who only have 24 hours in a day to make it all happen, how do we provide for our families in a way that will allow us to raise happy, successful children and have a thriving marriage while still being a man and doing the things we love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Rad Dad Secrets. episode of Rad Dad Secrets, we sit down with Hiram Gray. Hiram is a father of three with two little girls and a special needs son. Hiram became a father at age 24. He loves to spend as much time as possible with his kids, typically swimming at pools, lakes, and rivers. Hiram is a corporate accountant turned entrepreneur. Along with his wife, they created an e-commerce business and recently sold it. Hiram is obsessed with personal and small business finance. He is starting a podcast called Unlocking Money, which will be released at the end of July 2019. He has also just launched a business called Small Business Numbers. Hiram has intentionally created income streams that allow the maximum amount of time to be with his kids. So sit back and enjoy this episode. All right, Totally Rad Dads. So we got a, a special guest with us today. Hiram Gray lives down in Austin, Texas. And uh, welcome to the show, Hiram. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good. Right on. So you are going to be coming out with a podcast of your own, right? And I just want to get this out in the beginning. Uh, what, what's that called? So we can be, all of our desks can be on the lookout for it. Yes, it's called Unlocking Money, and it should be launching towards the end of July 2019, so here in just a week or two. Oh, right on. So it, give us some links. We'll put those in the show notes, and anybody's interested, they can definitely go down and, and see that. So with all of our guests, we like to start with a favorite quote, something that's inspirational for you. What's your favorite quote? Yeah, so I have a quote here from Bo Jackson. So Bo Jackson, oh, you know, yes. one of the greatest athletes of all time. Uh, I would say the greatest athlete of all time. Amen. That, that could be it. I mean, oh, that's Hiram, true. we are brothers from another mother. <laughs> so Bo Jackson, you know, his childhood, his father was not the best father. Right. And he wanted to be a good father. That was one of his goals. And so here's a little quote from him. He said, Somebody asked him, what's your greatest achievement? And this was his reply. He said, I would say my greatest achievement in life right now, my greatest achievement period is, and I'm still trying to achieve it, is to be a wonderful father to my kids. And I just find that tremendous. I mean, he had accomplished so much, arguably the greatest athlete of all time. And he said his greatest achievement that he is still working on is to be a wonderful father. And I thought that was amazing. Dude, that is that guy. I didn't think he could get any higher in my books, but he just did. That's totally awesome. That's totally rad, actually. And uh, I, I actually I have an album with over two hundred Bo Jackson baseball and football cards right now. He was wow. my all time favorite. So <laughs> same here, same here. That is fantastic. So Hiram, you are a father, and it sounds like you have a similar goal to uh, Bo Jackson here. Um, but give us a, a brief history on becoming a dad, deciding to be a father. What's, what's your overall story? Yeah. So when I was growing up, um, I have six siblings. So there's seven of us. I'm right in the middle. I have two older brothers, two younger brothers, one older sister, one younger sister. So I was surrounded by, you know, brothers and sisters, 
a wonderful father, a wonderful mother. And from as young as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a dad. Um, this is just something that I've always felt inside of me. I've always felt like one day I'm going to be a dad. That's my goal in life. And that's just a little bit about my upbringing, always being around family. We had tons of cousins on one side. I think we have 33 on the other side. It's like 29. So there was 60 cousins that we were always around and fatherhood was just something that I knew was going to be in my future. Right on. That's awesome. That's a huge family reunion right there. What were your hopes? What were your desires? What did you want to accomplish the most by being a dad? Like where was that coming from? Yeah. So when I was Growing up, um, I had this wonderful father, and he taught me a lot about fatherhood. And as I was just continuing to get older and older, I knew that I wanted to have kids, and I wanted to be a great father to them. And I felt like my contribution to society and to this world would be through my kids. And I always wanted a a big, large family. Um, I have three kids right now, and currently my wife has put a hard stop on that, so we're stopped at three. But but kids, I felt like, would be my greatest contribution to society. Right on, right on. Yeah, raise them to be better than yourself, and that's fantastic. Going through and wanting to be a father and have this family, what what sort of like struggles like? externally, like going on around you out, outside of your control? What, what struggles were there in front of you as far as making that portion of it happen? Yeah. So some of the biggest hindrances to me, some of my biggest struggles have actually been financial struggles, trying to figure out how to make a lot or enough money and at the same time be a wonderful father. And that is a very hard dynamic for me because I want to spend as much time, both quantity and quality time with my kids, but I also have this burden to provide for them. And so my biggest personal struggle has been figuring out how to make money and also be present with my kids. Absolutely. I, you are not alone. I think that's that's one of the biggest things that, that we hear from a lot of the dads that, that are um, part of our group is yeah that balancing act of providing and yet being there and being that totally rad dad. So what sorts of internal struggles, what's going on inside your brain, inside your heart? What struggles are you having as far as being a dad in, in that regards? So some of the internal struggles that I have is, you know, this constant kind of feeling of inadequacy and not necessarily with fatherhood. I feel like I am a wonderful father offering emotional support and being their friend and being a leader and example to my kids, but this internal struggle and it goes back to finances where Hmm. I have to provide for my kids and I have to show them, you know, how to go out and work hard, but I also want to spend time with them. And, you know, it's been a difficult thing for me and I'm still, I'm still working on it today. Absolutely. I, I I think that's something that is, I don't want to say a struggle, but a struggle for everybody for a long time. I know, I know it's something I definitely struggle with is finding that balance. And even doing this podcast show, it's like my kids are in the kitchen, you know, bugging my wife. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I'm ditching out on you right now, right before bedtime. Um, but there, there are little sacrifices you have to make, but it, it's a total balancing act and internal struggle that just takes over. 
Um, Hiram, are there things like certain things that you do that, that help balance that? Is it, I mean, do you keep a journal uh, schedule? Do you, do you, I mean, what are some of the things that you do that help with that balance? Yeah. So it's been a learning experience. I've been a father for my oldest daughter. She turns 10 next month. So I've been a father for about 10 years and my journey of fatherhood and also trying to juggle, you know, providing for them has been a very educational journey. And something that I do today is I try to block out specific time where I can work. And I talk to my wife and I tell her, look, these are the times that I need to work. And so I'm going to block out. I, I work from home. So I have tons of time at home. And I That's say, tricky, I'm going it is. Very I don't know tricky. how you do that. That's impressive. I'm upstairs right now in my little office space up here and I'll block off time. And I also simultaneously have to block off time for my wife. So my wife, she likes to go to the gym specific times, um, going to different classes. And so she'll block off time for her that I will be with the kids and I'll block off time that she will have to be with the kids. And that's something that we've, we've worked on throughout the years. Right on. So it sounds like you've got good communication and you're actually planning and blocking out that time. Yeah. That's fantastic. So to dig a little bit deeper, father, fatherhood is like, it's the most rewarding thing in this life, in my opinion. And it's also the hardest thing in this life, in, in my opinion. And uh, it, always, it comes with struggles. And all of us dads out here are struggling with, with different things. What would you say is, has been the, the hardest or the most frustrating challenge that you face now as a dad? Yeah, so I'll say two times. One time was becoming a father, the initial time when you have your first child. When I had my first child, I, I had just turned 24 years old. So I was a fairly young father. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge shock to me. That was a very hard time. And then I felt like after a year or two, I've got this figured out. After about two years, I had just finished up a job and I was looking for a new job. I had just graduated in accounting. And this was a very hard time for my wife and I because she was pregnant at that time. I was searching for a job. I didn't have a job. And it was months that I was applying for jobs. And my wife was getting closer and closer to her due date. And I'm the father I need to provide. And so finally, I took a horrible job. And it was graveyard shift at the United States Postal Office. Dreamy. And it was in their warehouse, graveyard. I would go into work at 9 p.m. It was an eight-hour shift, but I had a 30-minute lunch, two 15-minute breaks. So it was 9 p.m. to 6 a.m. And I never got to see my wife while she was pregnant. When my daughter was born, I barely remember any of it. And that was an extremely hard time in our life. I felt like I missed out on so much. I vaguely remember, I mean, that those months that I worked there was a total blur. And during that time, I just knew that was not how I wanted my life to go. It was horrible. Yeah. I don't know if, have you guys ever worked graveyard? I worked uh, Costco three, uh, three in the morning to 1130 in the morning. And that was during college. And so I remember you doing that. Oh yeah. <laughs> A little backstory. Uh, Eric and I, we used to live in the same house together. So uh, in college and I would, I would stay up to like midnight, you know, cause it's, it's college and I'm sitting there with my friends and then I'd sleep for an hour and then I'd have to drive about a half an hour to work. So 
it was it was uh wasn't my favorite time uh, it is the worst thing ever in fact so we lived in this tiny it was about a 700 square foot two bedroom one tiny bath place and my parents lived close by and they were empty nesters at the time so i would actually go to work then when i would come home at 6 a.m i wouldn't go to my house i would go to my parents house and sleep until the afternoon and then i would come to my house you know have dinner with my family it was my breakfast their dinner and then i would go back to work it was a terrible life oh what'd you learn from it like what was your aha moment how what steps did you take to overcome I mean, being in this challenge where you're working graveyards, you didn't get to see your wife, you hardly are there for your daughter. Like how, how'd you overcome that? Like where, where'd you go from there? It was an extremely hard time. I was, I would have an aha moment twice a day and that would be on my commute to work. I would just have every single time it would hit me. Why are you doing this? You have to get out. And every time I would leave on my commute home, the same exact thing. You cannot be doing this. You can't live like this. And so I would be applying for other jobs. I was interviewing other places simultaneously. I mean, I was just never sleeping, it seemed like. And so I'd have these aha moments on the way to work and on the way home. And desperately, I was searching for other employment. And after a couple of months, I found other employment. And this is the only time in my entire life that I've ever done this. But I just told the new employer, I said, I can start immediately. And I did not give two weeks notice to the postal service. And I just started the next day. You know what? You did it for the family. That's true. <laughs> Justifiable. Right. Exactly. No judgment on my part over here. Well, well done. So what, what was the second employment you took? or the employment to get you out of that graveyard yeah, so, position. So I, I graduated a little bit before that in accounting. And so I found a corporate accounting job and that's what I went into. The challenge it sounds like was every day. I mean, how you say every day on the way to and from work, you, you had this aha moment, like, dude, I've got to get out of this work. What, I mean, how long did that go on before you finally started applying? And then once you started applying, how long did that go on until you actually were able to get out of that graveyard shift? Yeah, well, even before I started there, I was, I knew that's not what I wanted to be doing for employment. And so I was already applying for other jobs, but it, it took months. I think it was approximately three months. So I probably worked 90 days, graveyard turned into a complete zombie it was terrible. And then when I got out and I found this corporate job, it felt as if it was a wonderful thing. I felt like, oh, I get to see my, my kids so much, but really I had a 45 commute to this new job and I would leave at about 7 a.m. and I'd probably get home around 6 p.m. So really I was only seeing my kids from maybe 6 to 8 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, this is, this is the life. This right. is awesome. I, I get to see my kids for two hours a day. And it was terrible. But at that point in time, I thought it was awesome. The, the growth that we go through and the new experiences in each, I mean, with each kid, with each job, it gets, a you know, well, hopefully it gets a little bit better. But if not, just like you did, I mean, it took three solid months of applying, having the epiphany. And I think that's one thing as dads that we've got to remember to keep pushing on. Like when you have that feeling in, in your gut that something needs to change, when you try to change it, 
but it just doesn't quite work out, doesn't quite work out, doesn't quite work out to just continue to grind it until it does work out. Because eventually, as we can see right now, I mean, you're, you're working from home. I'm sure you get to spend quite a bit more time with, with your kids. It has worked out for you in that way. So now how, how many kids do you have? Yeah. So I have three kids. I have a a daughter that's almost 10 years old and a seven-year-old daughter. And then I have a four-year-old boy who's a special needs little guy. He's just amazing. That's awesome. If you could go back and if you could start all over and have the knowledge that you have today, but be able to go back to when you had that first child, when you were freaked out about that, but you have the knowledge you have today, what would you change about your approach, what you do, and what things would you keep the same? So one thing that I would definitely change is for the first five years of of fatherhood, I really focused on work. And I don't think that I necessarily focused on being a father. So those first five years, I would maybe change it more so that I would focus more on being a father. So during those first five years, one job that I had, I would travel a lot. So I would miss maybe up to three or four weeks continuously without seeing my wife or daughter. Then another job that I have was graveyard that we already talked about. That was a terrible job. That was probably the worst one ever. Then I got a corporate job that I had a 45 minute commute there and back. And I would see my kids for about maybe two hours a day, Monday through Friday. And then on you know Friday night or Saturday night, I would focus on my my wife, of course. We'd go on a date night or something like that. So that's another night that I wouldn't see my kids. So maybe I would see my kids one day a, a week um, during those years. And I feel like I missed out a lot on my first two daughters' infant years. And then after a while, I my wife started this business and I quit my corporate job and I hopped on board with her. That was about five years ago. And it was a very serendipitous time because about nine months after I quit my job and I was working from home with, with my wife, we had our son who was special needs. And it was almost as if it, it was all meant to be. My son needs a lot of attention and he needs both my wife and me focusing on him and I just feel like those first five years of fatherhood, I missed out on a lot because I was focusing on work. Does your wife still have, is it the, is it the teepee thing that yeah, I, so, I saw on so Facebook? My wife, she, she started a little, a little business that she, that's called Teenies Teepees and her name's Courtney and I call her by the last half of her name, which is Teeny. And nice. she started this business called Teenies Teepees about six and a half years ago. And then we actually just sold it in March of this year. And so we sold that business and now I'm on to my own ventures. And the reason why we sold that is actually, even though we were both working from home, we felt like our special needs son needed even more attention and she wanted to focus all of her attention on him rather than both of us running a business together. So we decided to sell her business and I'm venturing off onto my own businesses, you know, starting my podcast, Unlocking Money, and she's focusing 100% of her time on him and I'm kind of splitting it 50-50. Well, Hiram, it's been a pleasure having you on here and, and sharing 
the experiences, the real, real struggles of fatherhood, right? And, and working through those. And, and I know there, there were nuggets of wisdom dropped here that we can all take, put into our daily lives and, and be able to give our best to each one of our kids. Appreciate having you on here again. We'll, we'll put all your, your info in the, the show notes here until next time, guys, remember we are rad by choice and not by chance. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Rad Dad Secrets Podcast. Subscribe now to never miss another episode or opportunity to become a better father, husband, and man. Also, be sure to join our Totally Rad Dads private Facebook group for constant support and tips on being the best dad possible. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps us immensely on iTunes. And remember, we are Rad Dads by choice, not by chance.